0: At the Pantages Theater right now, uh, The King and I is playing, the musical The King and I. And um, I saw in the paper, uh, I think the scene and then the quote of the line that uh, is one of the songs, getting to know you, getting to know all about you. It's famous. And, um, And some people say that musicals are strange. In opera, they sing everything, but in musicals, a lot of talking, and then suddenly they'll stop and break into song. So um, they're having a conversation, and then the song begins, getting to know you, getting to know know all about you. Um, Well, in the scriptures, of course, it's all written word, but there are places, Paul has several of them, and this is a, a typical one, where it's like the action stops, and a, and a song gets sung. Not with musical notes, but it, it's, it's a special kind of writing. It's, a, um, in this case, it's a prophetical text, but it's this, this stopping the action or the narrative, and then this beautiful speech or song comes out. And this is the one for Zechariah. Now, a quick retake. Zechariah had gone into the temple, and he, he went in there because he was uh, one of the priests, and he got chosen to go and burn the incense. And that's when he had the vision of the angel. The angel said, you and your wife are going to have a, a son. But he doubted him, and he questioned him. How can it be? And, and you know, I'm an old man, and etc. And, etc. Et so the So the angel said, well, this is going to happen. You're going to have a son, but because you doubted, um, you will not be able to speak. So he was struck dumb. Mute. And so there he is, unable to speak. He comes out of the the temple area, and when he took a long time, so already people were wondering, what's going on, what's going on? When he came out, he couldn't speak, so they said, oh, my God, he must have seen a vision. So he's mute now for all the time during his wife's pregnancy. When the child is born, eight days later, we heard it yesterday, I think, um, the people came, and, and he was to be circumcised, and his name was to be given. And so they said, well, what will his name be? And when the mother said his name will be John, they said, oh, no, that can't be. There's no one in the the whole family named John. So they just dismissed her, dismissed her, and went to the father, Zechariah. What name will he be? Will he have Zechariah? So he writes down, his name is John. And they were amazed, it said. They were amazed that that's what the father decided. And then his mouth was set free, and he began to speak, and then they were just bewildered, just like a miracle. Shortly after that, this is what he says, this hymn of glory, this, this hymn to his son. This is who you are. This is who you will be. This is what you will do. Well, in a way, in a way, but not as dramatically, that's what is supposed to happen to us in baptism. Baptism. And in a similar way, because you might say, well, why would we baptize a baby? Well, in the scriptures, it, it, was, it was almost always a, a baby was told, this is what you're going to be, this is what you're going to do, you're going to be great, God is going to use you for things. And it was just kind of declared. And then that was what was expected. And that's what a person grew into, doing the work for which this person had been called by God. Same was true here of John the Baptist. My suspicion is that we do not grow into the kind of people, perhaps, that we could be because nobody ever names what we could be. I shouldn't say nobody, but I mean, how many parents, how many parents tell their child from the earliest times, son or daughter, you're going to do great things. How many, how many children are built from the ground up to know their greatness, to know their goodness. I often tell people at baptism, after I have, have anointed them, said, now we say they are anointed with God's spirit. God fills their whole person. And they should be able to trust that like a shield, God will protect them from sin. Not that they'll never sin, but from the evil or the, 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 the sin that can take them over and make them slaves. No, they are protected from that. They are set free by the grace of God. But instead, and I tell them, this is terrible. This is what people will say to the kids. Don't go in that room. The boogeyman's in there. Ooh, don't go over there. The cookie monster will get you. Ooh, don't open that drawer. Uh, there's a little monster will eat you why would we put fear into children the chupacabras is there la llorona what is the what is the equal in the filipino culture culture to the llorona is there a, a monster or something that that people tell them stay away because this will get you no well what a disaster what a disaster to put into little children fear And I suppose as a way of controlling them. You don't want them to be going into these drawers. We'll tell them that there's a snake or a cootie that'll eat them. Wow. Instead, from the ground up like John the Baptist, you are called to greatness. God dwells within you. You have been anointed with the Holy Spirit. God lives in you. God will protect you and guide you and give you his grace every single day. God loves you. What a difference if a child were to grow up hearing that every day. God is with you. It's no surprise that that's how we greet one another always in our liturgy. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. We give each other the Lord. Zechariah does it today to his son. A baby, eight days old, tells him he is bound for greatness. So should be the same for you and for me. Let us stand and lift up our needs and prayers to God.